Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. So our reading today comes from Ephesians chapter 1. We'll be reading verses 15 through 23. For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable grace of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worketh in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he puts all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and all. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. You may be seated. I once read a story, a newspaper article, it was, about a, there was a overbooked uh, airplane flight and the flight had to be canceled. There was one single agent working a long line of people trying to get them re- rescheduled. These people were angry, as you would imagine. Suddenly, an angry passenger pushed his way to the front of the line. He slammed his ticket on the desk, and he said to the, to the worker, I have to be on this flight, and it has to be first class. The agent replied to him, sir, I would happily get you on another flight, but I need to help these people first. In his anger and frustration, he says, do you know who I am? So the lady, upset, grabs the microphone, and she says, ladies and gentlemen, there is a man at my counter who does not know who he is. If you know who he is, please come up up here and tell him who he is. And she hangs the mic back up. So, brothers and sisters, over the last couple of weeks, in the first 14 verses of this book of Ephesians, we have learned just who we are. First, we learned that we were chosen by God. Secondly, we learned that we were redeemed by God. 
And last week, we learned that we were sealed by the Holy Spirit. So chosen by God the Father, redeemed by God the Son, and sealed by God the Holy Spirit. And we've learned that we have access to the revealed will of God and the inheritance that belong to us. It is more than the assurance of salvation. So we learned all these things to know who we are, to talk about our identity, to realize that we all are one in Christ, and one day we will all be together with him in heaven. Praise be the glory of God. Amen? Is that not good news today? So Paul moves. So these first 14 verses is a song that Paul was singing. Now Paul moves from singing this song to to prayer. Paul reads, he goes from singing to prayer. So there's praise and prayer. So brothers and sisters, praise and prayer always ought to go together. Amen? And I might add prayer, prayer, praise, prayer, and preaching. Amen? That's what we do. We come in, we sing songs, we pray, we receive the word, and we partake in the Lord's Supper. So now he goes from singing and he goes to a prayer. And there's three things that I want us to to see concerning Paul's prayer. The first thing I want us to look at today will be the purpose of Paul's prayer. The second thing we will look at is the provisions in Paul's prayer. And the last thing we will look at will be the promises of God's power in Paul's prayer. So first, let's look at uh, the purpose of Paul's prayer. So the purpose is that Paul's, as he looks at, as he talks about what he's heard, Paul says, I have heard about your faith and your love. So the reason, the purpose of Paul's prayer is because he heard about the people's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, even though they lived in a place while idol worship was happening, even though they were living in a place where people didn't believe, that right in the midst of those, in in the midst of that place were people who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, the people who had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, I have heard about your faith. Not not that he knows them personally, but he, he has heard about their faith. He has heard about their faith, and he's heard about their love. Watch this, y'all for all saints, not just some people, not not just the group that we meet with, but all saints. Isn't that something? We have to love all God's people. And what a blessing it would be to the world to find out that the little church that sits on McDuff, that meets here every Sunday, that people will hear about our faith and our love for all saints. Isn't that good? Wouldn't that be good for folk to know that in that church, they love everybody? In that church, their faith is strong. In that church, they're operating in their faith that's in the Lord Jesus. Not my way, not your way, but what God has to say about it. Wouldn't that be good news? That the world found out that there's a little church that nobody ever knew about, but they got faith and they got love. So it's because of their faith and their love that we see the purpose of Paul's prayer. Paul's prayer is that Paul wanted the church, the people at Ephesus, to know God better. It's not just good enough to know. 
We need to know him deeply. We need to know him personally, and we need to know him intimately. So I was in the gym one day, and David Garrard came in. David Garrard is a, is, uh, was a quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Y'all ever heard of the Jacksonville Jaguars? I know that's right. So David Gerard was the quarterback. So I talked to David Gerard. I shook his hand. I took a picture with him. The next day, David Gerard and I worked out together. It was great. So now I tell people what y'all think I tell them. I know David Gerard. But let me tell y'all something. I don't know David Gerard. I, 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 I met him in passing. I had a moment and I spent a few minutes with him. But I promise you, he meets so many people. He works out with so many people, he wouldn't even remember me. But we worked out together. And the sad thing is, in the Christian church, many people know God in passing. They don't have him. They don't have a deep, personal, intimate relationship with him. I know David Gerard. I might have to show him the picture so he'll know who I was. I probably can walk up to him and say, man, we, were the, we worked out together. If we took a picture together, he would probably say, show me the picture. He would want some evidence that he actually met me because he meets so many people. I'm sure he does. And brothers and sisters, we got to know God on a greater level. It can't be just that we know that he's the king of kings. We, it can't be that we just know that he's the Lord of lords. It, it can't be that we know that he exists. It ain't good enough for us to go outside and look at the sun in the sky and say, there got to be a God. There is a God. We know that there is a God. This is going to drive me crazy. Give me a second. We got to know. It is so much bigger than just knowing that there is a God. We need to know him deeply. Paul says he wanted them to know the spirit of wisdom, which is and the revelation of knowledge of him. The only way that, that we can know him deeply like that is to have a true relationship with him. Paul wanted the church at Ephesus to grow deeper in their knowledge of Christ. He wanted them to know what he wrote about in the book of Philippians. He said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That means to, to know him. That means to walk with him. That means to talk with him. That means to allow him to comfort you. Allow him to touch your heart. How, how, how can we grow more deeply? When we come to faith, listen, I don't want us to think that, I don't want nobody to leave here and say, Pastor Willie says that I need more of God. That's not what I'm saying. We, when we got him, when we received him by faith into our heart, we had all of him. It's not until we walk with him that more of him is revealed to us. Can, can I just talk to some folk that are married now? I got married at a young age, and, and I married my wife, and I did not think that I could love her anymore. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know that, that you marry you marry your spouse and you 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 was like, I love you with everything that I got. I, I don't have anything else. But if you've been married some time, you know over years 
That love that you thought was exhausted, it begins to expand. Yeah, I, I believe Sonia could tell you a little bit more that her love had to expand for me because I was a knucklehead sometimes. I know it's hard for y'all to believe. Sometimes I got on her nerves, so the love had to expand. It's kind of like a, a mother's love for a child, that it never dies. It doesn't matter. You, you ever seen a, a child that's on the news that's being, being uh, accused of heinous crimes that they did, did something so ridiculous? And what would the mama say? But he was a good child. That's, that's what a mom does. The rest of us saying there ain't nothing good about him. But the mom loves deeply. And see, that's what happens. When we are loved deeply by God, it expands our love. Our knowledge of him is revealed not by something that we've done, but the Holy Spirit reveals God's love to us. It, it, it shows us the more I walk with him, the more the Holy Spirit reveals how depraved I am. The more the Holy Spirit shows me my need for him, the greatest need of all mankind, my greatest need, your greatest need, your brother's greatest need, your mama them greatest need is to know him, is to know him. That's what Paul wants them to know. Paul wants them to not to have a passing relationship. So this was his prayer that they don't have a passing relationship. And this is the prayer that we ought to have for one another, that, that our brothers and sisters don't just have a passing relationship with him, but that they know him deeply, personally, and intimately. Are y'all with me? The purpose of Paul's prayer is that he wanted the people to know him. Second thing, second thing. Paul wanted there, when, when, when it's not until, listen, before I get to the second point, it is the eyes of their hearts have to be enlightened. Hello? We can't do this on our own. I don't want us to leave here thinking that I can just muscle up some strength and that I'm just going to know God better, that I realize that I need to know him. The Holy Spirit has to work in our lives and needs to enlighten the, the eyes of our hearts. And when our eyes, or the eyes of our hearts enlighten, we see that we need him. We see that we need him. The more we walk with him, the, the stronger our faith becomes, the closer we're drawn to God. Our greatest need is that we need him, that we need him. Are y'all with me? This is the purpose of Paul's prayer is that we, that, that we know that we need him. Look, then it talks about the provision in Paul's prayer. The provision in Paul's prayer is this. He wants us after our eyes, the eyes of our hearts have been lightening, enlightened. He wants us to know the hope of our calling. So the way we use uh, the, the word hope in just the contemporary terms is we hope that something will happen. Like last week, we were all hoping that the Jaguars would win. Hello? When we use the word hope in that sense, we knew that there was a possibility that they might not. Are y'all with me? We hoped they would win. We, 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 were, we were hoping that they would win, but we left room because we knew that they are called the cardiac cats for a reason. We, we left room because 
We, we, we knew that they, that they could mess up. We knew somebody deep down inside that somebody could fumble the ball, that an interception could be thrown. But yet we hoped that none of that would happen. But when we are children of God, we have a hope that's assured. We have a hope. We have a promise. We have a check that we can take to the bank that won't bounce. Are y'all with me? The hope that we have that's in God, it assures us that what he says will come to pass. That what he says will come true. That is a hope for the Christian. So what Paul wanted them to see, Paul wanted them to know who they were. They, he wanted them to know Christ better. He wanted them to know the hope that they had. And the hope that they had is that if you trust God, everything is going to be all right. Listen, y'all, y'all, we've heard it. Some trust in horses and some trust in chariots, but we trust in the Lord. So what Paul is saying, don't put your hope anywhere else. I want you to know that you got a sure thing. You got a sure thing when you hope in Christ. Y'all, don't we need to know that? I know that I need to be reminded of that sometimes, that it gets hard sometimes, that it gets challenging, and I have to be reminded that my hope is not in this world. My hope is out of this world. My hope is in Jesus. Why? Because all other ground is sinking sand. So not only did he want them to know their hope, he wanted them to know about they, their inheritance, who their inheritance was sealed with. Listen to this, y'all. When we think about inheritance means that you belong to somebody. Inheritance means that somebody has assured you something. Somebody has left something. Somebody has given you something. So what Paul is saying, not only is your hope sure, your inheritance is sure. You want to know why it's sure? You want to know why your hope is sure, your inheritance is guaranteed? Because our hope and our inheritance is tied to the one who made the world in seven days, who completed it, who, who, who out of his own words, because he spoke it, it happened. It is, it is him who, who our hope and our inheritance is. It's him that we've been adopted into his family. Because we are adopted into his family, our assurance is twofold. Our assurance gives us a right. Our inheritance gives us a right to expect an inheritance. Are y'all listening to me? We belong to him. We're his children. We expect. We, listen, if you belong, to, uh, if your daddy's a king, if your daddy's a king, don't you look for something? Hello? Listen, my dad ain't a king, and I'm still looking for something. I'm just trying to get us to see that our insurance, uh, our assurance is sure because our hope is sure because of who our hope is in. And our hope is in God, the one who made the world, the one who raised Jesus from the dead, the one who adopted us to be his children. We're in his family. And because we're in his family, we have gained eternity with the Lord who's dwelling. Y'all, one day we're going to dwell in his righteousness at all times. So Paul's prayer, Paul's purpose for his prayer, this prayer is to let the people know that there's a hope and there's a sure inheritance. Peter says this, an inheritance. We have an inheritance 
that can never fail, that can never perish, that can never spoil, that can never fade, because it's kept in heaven. Y'all, there, there, there's some stuff that go bad. There's some stuff that go bad, but our inheritance is sure. We don't have to worry about it, y'all. Y'all, this is something that we will never, ever lose. Y'all, y'all, we put money in the stock market. It goes up and it goes down. Sometimes we lose, y'all, and sometimes we win. But with Christ, we always win. Y'all following me today? We always win in him. We will never be disowned. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, y'all. We do some stuff that we ought to be disowned. Y'all, there's some things that I, it, that, that I would do. I would get kicked off the football team. If I did, I would get kicked off the football team. There's things that if I did them, I would get kicked. I'll get fired from my job. Listen, but when you belong to God, when you're in his family, when you've been adopted, y'all, listen, this is good news for a lot of folk today. You can't get put out. You can't get disinherited. You belong to him. Paul, Paul, that's what Paul wanted them to know, that your inheritance is sure. Your hope is something that you can rest in. Why? Because he has all power in his hand. That is, that's number three. The purpose, listen, Paul wanted them to know the purpose of his prayer, the provisions that was in his prayer, the provisions is your inheritance, and the power is because our God has all power in his hands. This is good. The church, this is what we ought to pray for one another. We ought to encourage one another. We ought to talk to one another on a daily basis when we pray for our brothers and sisters. We ought to be praying with this in mind, that our God, God, I've heard of your faith. I've heard of your love for one another. And and God, you got a hope in God. You have an inheritance in God. You know why you can rest in that? Because your God has all power in his hand. Let's look at these last verses, and then I'm done. It says this. Verse, I'm going to start at verse 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? Those of us who believe, who believe by faith, listen to what this, according to the working of his great might. We believe, we believe, not based on our great might, but his great might. We believe, we believe, our hearts are enlightened, the eyes of our hearts have been enlightened, and and we got a hope that we can rest in, we got an uh, inheritance that's sure, and it has nothing to do with us. It has nothing, that is good news, y'all, that it has nothing to do with us, because sometimes we think that we can lose something, we think that we can do something, it's according to his great my, listen, that he worketh in Christ when, who, who, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule, authority, and power, and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but in also in the one to come. Y'all, he covering everything. He said, I got you. He got us. He got us. He's above everybody. Nothing compares to him. He's above, listen to this, above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and any other name. 
That's the prayer that we ought to be praying for one another when we pray for our church, that we understand that we have a hope, we have an inheritance, and we serve a God that's above all others. Everybody pale in comparison of him. Not because of what we've done, but because we have been adopted into his family. That before the beginning of the world, before the foundation of the world, we were chosen by him. Why? For his good pleasure. For his glory. That's what we pray for one another. Brother, you are chosen by him. You got a hope, you got an inheritance, and God chose you, the God who has all power in his hand. He chose you to be his. Brother, when I look at us and I look at this family, this is, look, look, this is a family of some messed up folk. Hello? And he chose me, he chose you, he chose you, he chose you all to be in his family. Isn't that good news? Brothers and sisters, we got a hope, we got an inheritance, and we got a God who will never fail us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your love, your kindness. God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you, Father, that before the foundation of the world, you chose us to be yours not because we would ever do anything so good or so great, but it's for your own good pleasure, for your own glory that we have been chosen. So, Father, I pray that we, as your people, that when we come together, God, that we are always mindful of the hope that we have that's in you, that we never forget that you are the name above all names. Father, that at the name of Jesus, that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So, Father, teach us how to love like we ought to. Teach us, God, to do such a great work that folk on the outside hear about our faith and hear about our love, not so we can walk around with our chest puffed out or our heads held high, but so you can be glorified. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.